0: I I love it. I hate it. I I love it. I hate it. I love it. I hate it. You know, I go through the love-hate. Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to episode number 203 of Unscripted. I am your co-host, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, the Hauptman of hand sanitizer. Nice. The one and only Dr. Kirby Haasman. Kirby, how the pandemic are you?
1: <laughs> I'm doing all right, buddy. I uh, Again, I think it, with each week, this this feels... Be, it's becoming like... Uh, the, the Groundhog Day it of becoming, yeah, int- because I think each time I'm like, well, I'm sort of getting used to it, I'm finding a rhythm. What I found is I am either really, really busy or really uh, not busy, and those are there's no kind of in between for me, yeah. uh, so that's where I'm living. How about you, man?
0: Yeah, just uh, running and gunning, not sure what's coming down the pike next. I mean, yeah. it's always. Uh, interesting, and uh, you know, you're just trying to keep keep a bright face and keep keep positive, which sometimes can be challenging. We talked yeah. about that, I know. Um, but uh, you know, always try to find the good in the world, Kirby. And you know where I have found it. Where's that, Bill? Thank you for asking me, Kirby. That'd be the good folks are over at CommonSkew. You know how much we love our pals over at CommonSkew. I do. It's a platform that was built by distributors. Five, by distributors, for distributors, all distributor-focused. I lost my train of thought. So you know what? Let's just start over there. CommaSQ is designed and built by distributors for distributors. That means they understand our industry and the unique challenges the modern distributor faces. And as I was looking at, you know, I, I have a bunch of talking points, all transparency, and I get to yep. pick what I want to talk about. To so what I want to talk about, Kirby, is how it keeps your sales life organized, especially with things right now. You're starting probably starting to get projects from from clients. Yep. Very tepid kind of people dipping their toes in the water. Maybe we want to do something. Maybe we don't. A lot of balls in the air. And what it allows you to do is see all your projects at once in one place and know if you're on track to hit your sales goals, which probably have been revised, but you're, see if you're on track to hit those sales goals and stay on top of the tasks needed to move those balls forward.
1: Yeah. And for, for me, it's almost like the opposite, um, but it's the same tool. But when you're in a situation like this, I think one of the things that you want to do is you're like, I need to check in. I need to check in. I need to send a presentation. I need to do this. Right. But the other side of making sure you're on top of things is it keeps track of when your last contact was with that client. And for me, I, in my head, I'm like, oh, I haven't talked to them in a long time. And then I realized that I contacted them on Friday and it's mm-hmm. Monday. And so it also keeps you from being really annoying right like so you yeah. can strike that balance yeah. because you had the information right in front of you
0: absolutely so from ideation to invoicing commas is going to help keep your team connected at every stage of the workflow you want to learn more and gosh darn it why wouldn't you head over to commaskew.com. you won't be sorry you did now kirby I want to thank you for having the courage to have this uh, podcast with me, do this podcast with me, whatever I'm talking about. I don't even know anymore. Be on the podcast with you. Yes. Be Be on the cast of Pod. Kirby, do you have a topic you'd like to start us off with? Or would you like me to start us off? I'm good either way. You know what? I'll give you the floor. Um let's start with the news that came out yesterday which was Wednesday I'm sure it's on your list so I'll probably it was it was the one. topic
1: I was going to bring up hey, so yeah, I figured one I figured. of us were going to
0: th- <laughs> um, so we're talking about the pros and cons of hitchhiking no um <laughs> we're going to talk about um Expo 2021 yes. so uh obviously a lot of planning goes into PPI Expo every year it's kind of the Super Bowl of our industry yeah. uh, with apologies to ASI but it is the largest trade show in our industry yep. and so With uh, the current environment, even though Expo is about seven months away, they're starting to really plan it differently. So um, it's going to be two days instead of three. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be Tuesday, Wednesday show, as opposed to a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the show hours are going to be extended.
1: In, in the interest of transparency, just because I, I don't know that you said, but Paul Bellantone sent yes. out a video and an email yes. sort of
0: outlining all this. So yes, I just wanted, sorry. yeah, sorry. Yeah. So this came from an email from PPAI and Paul had a video message plus a written message that went with it. So it's going to be two days of show instead of three, mm-hmm. uh, but extended hours. They're planning on 50% of the f- previous Shows footprint so half the size, which is that one got my attention. Yep, um, they're going to have some uh, education, but it's going to be scaled back a little bit mm-hmm. because they're expecting fifty percent of the attendees to be there, yeah. and then they're also limiting booth size. Um, so yeah. a lot to kind of unpack there, Kirby. What are your initial thoughts when you read that, saw that, heard that, watched yeah. that?
1: Yeah, exactly. All of those things. Um, you know, I think my my initial reaction is, you know and we've talked about this before i really think ppi and paul have done a great job of just communicating like just sort of matter of factly here's what's going on here's the plan keeping it's just great great leadership i know we've said it but it it struck me right yeah uh the second was i'm i was just excited that the plan is moving forward for the event to happen yeah Um, and i think making these changes are um the way that it happens and what i mean by that is if you just say hey it's going to be business as normal it's i feel like that's a great way for you to go we're doing it we're doing it we're doing it and then all of a sudden a last minute panic cancellation whereas if you are going look we are planning for the worst case scenario we're going to do it but we're going to do it under these guidelines he talked about um even uh taking temperatures and like you know going through above and beyond the protocols that are required And to me, I'm like, okay, it makes me excited that we're doing it. And it makes me excited that we are, we have the ability to do this event and show people how to do events like this moving forward as an industry. And so those were and the specifics of 50% of the thing. That's where I'm going to trust them and the experts for that. Two-day show, fine with me. Like, Like one of the things they talk about is they say the show is the not, It's not just about a trade show. I couldn't agree with that more. Yeah, Yeah, my, my shift has changed on that. So two days or three days doesn't matter to me as much. I am curious to see how the booth size change is going to be uh, I think they're so limiting are, booth
0: size I think yeah. what I mean by that I think they might mean you're not going to have these giant booths maybe it's going to be smaller booths. I don't think they're going to like go from a 10 to 10 to a five by five yeah, yeah or yeah. anything like that um so I had a lot of the same thoughts you did when I when I heard that I read I'm like what a what a great example of servant leadership yeah of making difficult decisions that really don't have to be made right now um yeah. or if they have been made They certainly don't need to be communicated right now, but what an example of servant leadership and leading with communication. I I, I, I probably sound like a broken record because I say it in my personal life. I say it in my professional life. 95% of issues can and will be resolved with proper communication. And what Paul and his team continually do is lead by communication. It's transparent. It's authentic. Uh, We all know that Expo is going to be different. And we can all mourn that. Now we have a little time to mourn that before hopefully we can actually go to Expo, right? Right. Hopefully there is still going to be an Expo. But the fact that they're thinking about these things now and making the plans for that is truly amazing. And they're working with Mandalay Bay on that. I, I, you know, of course, you know, I read it and I'm like, Oh man, that's, that's a, that's, the numbers are staggering when you think of the size of the show and it's essentially cut in half. That's huge. Yeah. That is huge. And it just underscores what you and I have talked about, and, and many people have talked about. It's not exclusive to you and me. This industry is going to be radically different coming out of this, at least for the immediate, you know, two, three, four years. It's yeah. going to be very, very different. Um, and, and in the long run, it's probably okay, right? Yeah. In the short term, it's going to hurt and it's going to be painful, but I'm so thankful like you that we have Paul Bellantone leading PPAI and in the group there and making us think about things probably before we need to think about them, which I appreciate. Yeah. But I think that,
1: that doing it in that way, and I, and I know that this is what you're saying too, but I'm like yep. your, your point about like communicating it before we need to communicate it. But what mm-hmm. it was is, oh gosh, it made me think. Wow, they are ahead of this. They are on top of yes, this. Yes,
0: absolutely. And it
1: inspired confidence in me to go. You know what?
0: Yeah, I'm in. Like, no, i um. Uh, and so that was no question. That was that was cool. Yeah, let me let me let me underscore what I was saying because you're right. What I'm saying by that is I haven't even thought about Expo yet because it seems so far down the road. Right. And the fact that they are thinking of that right now, and I know they're thinking about it. It's a big deal for for PPAI. They think about it constantly year round, but the fact they're communicating it this early before any of the rest of us are thinking about it. Yeah. Truly, truly love. Truly, yeah. truly love. Me too. Right, Curry. Me too. Cool stuff. Got topic. Okay.
1: Yeah. So let me, I'm looking through my list of topics. So I'm going to go with this. I know
0: you have plenty of them. Yes, I do.
1: Uh, so I'm going to go with, um, you know, one of the things that uh, I have said is during, and it, not just I've said, it's everybody's like, Hey, you've got all this time mm-hmm. on your hands, which I found I don't have as much time on my hands as, Everybody had suggested, but one of the things that I've said is, hey, I want to learn something new. I yeah. want to do something interesting, yep. um, all that sort of thing. And so I've tried to not only create content, I know that that's something you guys are doing um, and provide value that way, but I, I finally broke down and subscribed to Masterclass this week. Okay. Did you? Um, I, I don't know if you've seen it or the people who watch it. I'm familiar or, with it, but yeah.
0: for people who aren't, why don't you explain it?
1: Yeah, so it's an online uh, kind of uh, group of classes and they are when it's master classes, it is some of the biggest names in whatever you want to learn. So if uh, you know, if Gordon Ramsay teaches cooking or Wolfgang Puck right. teaches cooking, Martin Scorsese right. teaches a filmmaking ma- class. Right.
0: Penn and teller magic. And you buy a pass and you can access all of them. Is that correct? Is that how all it works? All of them. Okay. And just
1: It was literally, and I had gone back and forth on it. And candidly, I hadn't even, like, I just always saw the ads. I'm like, man, that is really interesting. And then one day I saw it and it was like $180 for the whole year. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's one hour of one credit, you know, one credit hour in college. And you get access to all these things. I will tell you, I've had it for less than a week at this point. And? I've started five different classes. I think it's awesome. It, okay. it's almost overwhelming because there's so sure. much cool stuff to learn
0: yeah i gotta um, believe it's very overwhelming i wouldn't even know where to begin
1: oh but and they do a good job of leading you through it i'm, I'm currently mm-hmm. um like five lessons into a class from aaron sorkin on screenwriting i mean like mm-hmm. it, it's really really interesting Daniel so legrano and poker <laughs> So yeah. it was awesome so
0: what what are you enjoying the most what have you um what, what have you enjoyed the most so far
1: yeah, that's a good one. Uh, so I think the Aaron Sorkin one, for whatever reason, I've, I've enjoyed sort of his piece. He's not actually a great speaker, but you talk about a guy who has written some amazing movies. If you don't know, A Few Good Men, The American yeah, President, West Wing, West Wing, all those. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he, his stories are very interesting. And then uh, I, I'm excited. I've always had a moderate interest in learning how to do magic. And okay. so Penn and Teller's magic class is interesting, interesting too. So yeah, I mean, but whatever your interest. If you want to dance, makeup, cooking, gardening, whatever, they've got the best pico on it. Really, really interesting. I highly recommend it.
0: Uh, You know, it's something I've kind of looked at doing. Um, I've really, you know, over the pandemic, I've thrown myself into, I've always loved to cook. And I've really thrown myself into cooking and making different things. Like last Mm -hmm. week, I decided I'm going to make beef jerky on my smoker. And nice. I did, yeah. um, and so I've kind of thought about doing the masterclass thing. Um, I may have to give that a revisit. It's 180 bucks. And what kind what of it, com- what kind of commission do you get from that, Kirby? I
1: get no commission.
0: Actually, the uh,
1: thing I sent uh, set up was I, I did it for 180. dollars I actually the deal I set up is I have a I have a membership I can gift.
0: Okay. Okay, <laughs> so that's great, Kirby. That'd be awesome. Um, right. Okay, so I've got a topic. This is a big one, Kirby. This okay. is a big one. In fact, it's so big. Let's thank our secondary sponsor before we get to it. That's what's <laughs> okay. called a tease in the business, folks. But thanks our good pals over at Promo Show. It's the industry's first and only virtual trade show. We've talked about how important it is these days. It's really creating some great connections uh, for both suppliers and distributors uh, in our industry. We've got over 150 suppliers right now wow. exhibiting. And hundreds of distributors are visiting every day. Since our launch, these are updated stats. Fresh. Hold on. Yes, they are fresh, right off the (laughs) hot and steaming this morning. Over 10,000 visitors accounting for over 50,000 page views, which is amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. It's truly amazing. So visit promoshow.com. You're not going to be sorry you did. If you don't know how to use Promo Show, if it seems like it's a little intimidating, a little weird, head to the Promo Show Facebook page. There's a video that Brandon Petrich did, um, kind of walked you through it. It's a one-minute video. How to use it is very easy to use, but you really won't be sorry you did. It's the entire industry virtually. Love it. Okay, so are you feeling all right, Kirby? Do you like butter? Sure. Okay, good answer. So you're familiar <laughs> with Land O' Lakes, correct? I have heard of it. Yes. Okay. Did you notice they have you known that, or did you know that they went under brand change? I they did change their entire brand. So if you visualize the butter box of yep. Land Lakes, it's Land O' Lakes, and there's a Native American woman in the O mm-hmm. sitting there showing the wholesome goodness of that sweet cream butter, right? Yep. Okay, yes. Not anymore. Okay. They have very quietly replaced the uh, or taken the Native American woman away. It's gone. So if you go to the butter section of your local grocery store, it's not going to be there anymore. So okay. the Native American woman has been on the box for over 100 years. So it's a, that's a big change. That's yeah. a big change. So Land Lakes is actually a farmer owned, farmer owned co op. And so they're trying to shift focus to this. So the packaging is going to start to include farmers, cooperative members, et cetera. And what the CEO said, is they want packaging that reflects the foundation and heart of the company's culture. So we've talked in the past about the sensitivity revolving around uh, Native American mascots, Native American symbolism in products, sports teams, things like that. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on this? Obviously, you don't haven't thought about it, you haven't heard about it, so now I get to blindside you.
1: No, it's no problem. Um, you know me; I always have an opinion. Um, so I would say again, without and I, I haven't googled it; I don't have it in front of me or anything like that. My my initial inclination is that logo was not like an offensive. Native American logo. And I don't
0: think, I don't think they had
1: any.
0: yeah, I don't think they were pushed to do this. I don't think there was any blowback. I don't think there's anything like that. I think it was their choice.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. So, so I would say that uh, this is one of those things where, because it was a Native American in it, that's part of the reason that there's some sensitivity around it. The idea that a brand would change their brand to kind of be more representative of their core values, I think actually makes a ton of sense. And the idea that, okay, we're a farmer owned co-op and we're going to have more imaging from uh, uh, agriculture or farmers, that doesn't bother me at all. So my my initial reaction is, I think it could be a good talking point and a good move, but more about the idea of celebrating agriculture, less about the idea that they're getting rid of Native American.
0: Yeah. That's my take. I kind of agree with you. I think um, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that symbolism. Yeah. To me, it's a, it's an iconic logo. Cause it's been around for a hundred years, and to me, I never really gave it much thought. Like that's offensive to me. It represented just like it's wholesome and good mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. But I understand the shift to the messaging they're going to.
1: Yeah, I, I, one of my I think that I I come down differently on. Um, the, Native Americans in logos than other people do. Right. So, right. Um, and I think that you know it's always, man, we, we spend a lot of time uh, judging other people's intent when we don't. We are not in their heads on stuff. And I think and that we're really good
0: at doing that too. Yeah.
1: It's it and it's become even more uh, now. But I would say that there's a lot of times where I view uh, having Native American mascots as a celebration of yeah. their heritage yeah. and their culture. Other people think it's insulting. A- again in my intent, I, I, I find it prideful. So, yeah, you know, on this one, I, it's much less, you know, I get why people would be offended by Chief Wahoo. Totally yeah. get that, right? Yeah. But on something like this, I don't think it's about that. I think the, the story, if they're doing it right, is telling the story of shifting to celebrating their company's culture.
0: Well, look, it's their company. It's a, it's a farm-owned cooperative, and if they think that, they, you know, I understand the shift to the farm-owned cooperative angle, yep. and so I, I just thought it was interesting that they didn't make a big announcement. They just took thats a, that's actually interesting.
1: Off. Yeah, that's interesting to me, actually. So, like, they
0: took, they took the Native American off, and then people just noticed. Yeah. That's it's, how people found out, which I kind of like that.
1: Yeah, I do, too. All
0: right, you got a right. topic for us, Kirby?
1: Yeah, this, this might be a quick one. So one of the things I found in myself, um, and, and I'm going to tell a little tale on myself, is during this time, now, you know, in the interest of transparency, our company does social media marketing for other companies. So we are active in content and social media for our company, Yeah, but then we also do that for other companies. And so I find myself spending a lot of time, I always have on social media networks, especially Facebook.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And my observation over the last several weeks is I, introspectively, I need to do a better job of Actively taking breaks from Facebook right
0: now. No kidding.
1: Yeah. And and I and again, I really haven't historically needed it from a mental health perspective. Um, we, we alluded to it, I think, a little bit last week. Um, just all of the negativity, all the conspiracy theories. And I I found myself looking for not purposely, but I mm-hmm. it was like everything I looked for or everything I saw was something to argue with. And it was really get having a detrimental effect on my mental kind of state. Right. And so I sort of wanted to tell myself that I'm literally going to start building in breaks um, from active breaks from Facebook. And you know, like yesterday I you know because we were kind of trying to communicate, I had 3 hours of video shoot in the middle of the day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It was awesome. Because <laughs> like, I had because you I were was, unplugged.
1: Yes, I was working, I was focused and I wasn't worried about what some yahoo said on <clears> Facebook. <throat> and it was Great for my mental health, and yeah. so I, I, I'm curious to know. I guess really quickly from you is, have you found out to be a challenge for yourself now that you're kind of quarantining?
0: Hell no, <laughs> I, no problem. Um, I hate social media more than I ever have. Um, it, I, I, love it, I, it, I, I love it. I hate it. I love it. I hate it. I love it. I hate it. You know, I go through yeah. the love hate just like everybody else. Yeah. Right now, with what I'm I'm doing with all the content. Mm -hmm. I am on social media more than I ever have been. Right, And so by the time the end of my day rolls around, the last thing I want to do is see anything on Facebook, see anything on Instagram, see anything on any social media platform. Um, And so, no, I I haven't had an issue with that because I've completely unplugged from it. I mean, there are times I put my phone and leave my phone in the office and go do other things, or I have my phone with me, but all it is is playing music through a speaker somewhere. So, I haven't had that issue mainly because I'm so on it all the time. Yeah. I, I, I just don't want to be that available. Not to me, not to anybody else.
1: Yeah. It's, it, it is a a different time because it used to be, uh, Facebook was a place I went just to entertain myself a little bit. Right. And now it's, it's because it's become all encompassing. I'm like, okay, I'm like, it's too much for me. And, um, and it, it, I found that like literally, as I was coming up with topics for this, everything I'm coming up with is essentially showing that I'm annoyed with people. Yeah. And it that is, for me, indicative of the fact that I'm spending too much time doing that. So, defending um, spending time uh, doing something with a purpose is is going to be a focus over the next week. So.
0: Yeah, no, I, I need those breaks. I need those breaks. All right, I got one more quick one, Kirby. Yeah. One more quick one, which uh, empties my list of topics. Okay, I've got more if you need, but. No, I think this will do it. And then we'll go into promo personal week if you're cool with that. I love it. All right, so a lot of people are trying to find time to do things as families, which is the one of the the silver linings in, in yes. the uh, pandemic, right? Yeah. I don't know if you saw this. The good people at Heinz. Uh, a lot of people are doing puzzles. And the good people at Heinz came out with a puzzle. Did you see this? I did not. It is a 570 piece puzzle, big puzzle. And it's Heinz ketchup puzzle. And it's all just red. It is one big red square broken (laughs) up into 570 pieces. That has got to be one of the hardest things to put together uh, oh that's yeah awful. <laughs> yeah I know I, I want to get your take on that because I thought man that sounds like an ass whip to end ass whips
1: well and the thing is is I'm not it, again I'm ADD all already so like even growing up puzzles were a struggle for me I, I don't have that long of an attention span uh, to put things together like Jade my daughter man she'll put together really intricate stuff and she has a she has a and I think part of that's having an eye for it yes and obviously it's a skill you can develop I'm sure but I've never had the patience to develop that skill. So the idea of putting a all red puzzle together is like, seriously, poke me in the eye with a hot poker.
0: Yeah. No kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm kind of the same way. Uh, I, I don't love puzzles. I used to as a kid. Really? Now it's like, I, I, I just want to find a corner and move on.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's fun. I like that.
0: All right. Yeah. I, like I said, I wouldn't, I, I if anybody's done that puzzle, I'd love to hear how that worked out and how many arguments you got in his families. Yeah. I'd really sounds, love to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. all right, Kirby, we're not the time of the podcast where we find the promo personal week. We not only find that person, we celebrate that person. It's dedicated to highlight the one person in the promo industry who's grabbing our attention and making us take notice. Now last week, our promo personal week, I don't think she ever heard our little dedication to her, which makes me Billy sad today, but that's okay. <laughs> we're going to try again today. So Kirby, you have the promo person week, your dime, your dance floor. Let's go.
1: I, I love it. So, you know, we, we always go through sort of like this. And I think both of us have a different process, but I essentially just start thinking around the industry about people who either they're doing something right this minute that catches my attention, which certainly is that makes it easy. Yeah. So when there's not somebody that is doing that, that comes top of mind. I just start thinking of people I admire in the industry. And that's this, that certainly is the case this week so hey. this week it, my promo person of the week is daryl griffin
0: oh uh, love daryl
1: yeah daryl is such an inspiration she mm-hmm. um i think it was this year she was the 2019 um women of best, achievement award winner Yeah,
0: best Cohen. yep mm-hmm. yep
1: and so uh and and then she was also a speaker at uh, skewcon this past year and mm-hmm. i it was so interesting to watch her come up on stage. Um, You know, I think one of the things with Skewcon is they have all kinds of different kinds of speakers come up, different energy, all that stuff. When Daryl came up on stage, it was just like everybody stopped and just kind of listened to what she had to say. She had an inspiring message. And that's sort of my takeaway every time I I kind of engage with Daryl is she lifts other people around her and she inspires people. So Daryl, Daryl is my person of the week.
0: I love that. Daryl's great. Um, I, I, know Daryl a little bit. I've met her a few times, had great conversations with her and I've had her, I've heard her speak a few times. I missed her talk at SKUCon this year cause I had to bolt for other things, yep. uh, for rack board meetings and things like that, PPI meetings, but extraordinarily inspirational. That's yeah. when I think of Daryl Griffin, I think she may be one of the most inspirational people, not just women, but just people I've ever met. So what a great choice, Kirby. Daryl Griffin, congratulations. Yeah,
1: absolutely. She's one of those people, I think, and mm-hmm. I don't know her well enough for her to do this, but I think Daryl's one of those people and just know she's one of those people who could tell you a hard truth to your face yeah. like, and you'd thank her.
0: Like, yep. you know what I mean? Not oh, absolutely. Can, yeah.
1: So that's, that's my, that's my
0: thing. All right, Kirby, we are now at the final segment of this podcast, Dealer's Choice. You're Lovely. going to be very happy. Right. I am done. I am taking a break from rapid fire. I okay. just, I can't, <laughs> I can't. No, I it's can't. fine.
1: It's your so choice.
0: So I'm having a little fun today. This should be fun. There actually are no wrong answers. I'm just curious. This is kind of, we when we designed this little segment, we thought it was kind of get to know people sometimes, get to know us a little better. Yeah. So we're going to play Desert Island. Okay. And what we're going to do is yeah, I'm going to give you one, I'm going to give you a, f- a few things and you get to take one thing with you. So for example, the first one is a tool. You're, you're, you're marooned on a desert Island. What tool would you take with you?
1: What tool would I take on a desert Island? Mm-hmm. <sighs> one. I'm going to go. I mean, multi-use tool would be a, a thing, but I think a saw. Okay. So, Because I figured you could cut a tree and build a boat or something.
0: What skill would you take that you have? You can only take one of your skills.
1: Um,
0: this isn't easy.
1: No, it's not, but, but interesting. Uh, so what skill would I take? Um, I think I would need to develop more patience. I'm, that's not a great skill I have, but I think okay. if I were living on a desert island, I would could do better.
0: One person outside of your immediate family. So you can take one person with you to keep you company. What one person do you take outside your immediate family? I mean, you. Oh please, that's a lie. <laughs> you want to tell the truth now? You're gonna stick with that. Why wouldn't I take you? All right, uh, one set of clothing, so you can. You're marooned on the island. What are you wearing when you got marooned? Because that's the only set of clothing you got.
1: Oh man, I think it's a pair of shorts and a Jimmy Buffett T-shirt. That just feels okay. right.
0: <laughs> what album? One album. You can take only one album.
1: Uh, songs you know by heart.
0: But that Jimmy would Buffett. be uh, Jimmy Buffett, okay?
1: Yeah, greatest Hits of Jimmy Buffett. You can Buffett. take
0: one movie with you. One movie
1: with you. <laughs> uh, feels like Castaway, which I, I've actually never seen the whole thing, but it feels like that would be like almost a documentary that I could <laughs> work through.
0: Yeah, okay. So, Castaway. Yeah, Castaway. Maybe give you some tips. tips yeah, the exactly. Train, <laughs> yeah, right. Especially for tooth removal. Yeah. All right, what, what photograph, you can take one photograph with you mm. to remind you of where you're not. What would you take?
1: There's a picture of um, my family dressed up as the Incredibles Mm -hmm. uh, at Disneyland. I've seen that. Yes, that one that one brings me
0: joy. Okay, last one. You take a lot of vacations, and I don't mean that in a crappy way, but you make it a priority to take vacations. Yeah. What's the one vacation memory you will take with you to your desert island?
1: One vacation memory. Uh, yeah, I think the thing that just popped into my head is uh, down in Mexico, the girls, we, we had credits, so we swam with dolphins, and uh, it was interesting for us to do, but watching Jade and Sky literally ride around, they rode around on it, that was just such a, that was a cool day. I, okay. uh, I think that
0: one. Love that one. What podcast would you take with you? One, you, so you can get, take one podcast with you, so you'll get continual updates until they stop recording.
1: Oh, one podcast. You know, outside of Unscripted, of course, because that wouldn't be going on if I'm on a Mm -hmm. desert island. Um, So I'm going to go with uh, Ed Milet's Max Out. Uh, It's not necessarily an update thing, but he is one of those guys that inspires me. And I have a feeling I would need plenty of inspiration if I was lonely on an island.
0: Okay. And last one, Kirby, you know where I'm going with this. What book would you bring?
1: I think that the book I would bring on, uh, I'd go fiction um and the book ender's game is a book that i've read a, okay. a bunch of times i would read it a bunch more okay awesome okay. that's it see okay not bad there was no
0: gotcha there was no <laughs> wrong answer there was everything came up roses and you know what else comes up roses which, every which time by the way is why yes.
1: i would bring you
0: to the desert uh, island if i had a heart i would feel emotions <laughs> right now um, but you, you know what also but actually you know what always fills my hearts with emotion or my heart with emotion. I don't have which, hearts. Which, yeah,
1: both of them. Yes.
0: Which you one? Like good good pals over common Q. <laughs> As I say this in my Matthew McConaughey voice, <laughs> Common is built and designed by distributors for distributors. They were cool before you had to be cool. Um, okay. Anyway, so they understand. <laughs> <laughs> they understand the challenges modern distributor faces, and um, we talk about it all the time. We already talked about um, how it keeps your sales life organized one of the things I always like to touch on you like to touch on is the people Mm. such fantastic people who truly not just care about you succeeding in your business, man, they're invested in it, right? They are truly invested in your success. So you want to learn more about that distributor tool. It's going to help you organize and sell and grow, organize and grow your business in a responsible way. Head over to commaskew.com. You're not going to be sorry you did. Kirby. Thank you again for having the courage to podcast with me today.
1: Absolutely. And I, I would just really quickly, I'm really glad you brought up the people aspect of Common skew because it was a conversation we were having in this building yesterday. There you go. Um, because it's one of the reasons that we are all in on that because of because of the people.
0: So, And that's what you call an unsolicited testimonial, folks. <laughs> we're out. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at PromoCorner.com the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.